0: Hey everybody, this is Peter Joseph with the Thinking Into
1: Results program and you're listening to Moment of Grace with Dr. Butler.
2: Thank you, Veronica Ebang's Lovely. I loved your story. Abandonment. Wow. In so many adults. And Dr. Butler, to hear you start your journey, that it happened to you too. As a person watching and working with people faster adoption, I really, really, really are blessed to hear your stories. Reach now to other people of your era that are still living a life of a lie. As a child that was abandoned, you know, I understand the pain when you don't be honest with your past. So I want to just thank you. I really enjoyed it your podcast, and I've subscribed to hear money more. Thank you, Veronica He-Banks. Thank you, Dr. Dr. Butler, and thank you all.
0: This is your host, Dr. Adrian Butler, and welcome to A Moment of Grace. Dear hearts, you know um, the dynamics that go on in the world, um, you know, money, power, race, all of these things that are primarily made up by man uh, and the dogma of man. And I I did a piece uh, here of breaking down uh, cultures, uh, utilizing the first word is cult, that we're caught up in tribal mentalities or a cult-like mentality, depending on the uh, subculture that you're a part of or the subcult that you're a part of will depend on the mentality. Uh, one thing that we've done here in, in America is we have uh, this whole racial dynamic, and depending on, you know, how you've been indoctrinated. Uh, I think it was Jane Elliott that says, you know, we no longer teach history in school; we teach indoctrination. So depending on the mentality that you've been indoctrinated with, will determine on your uh, particular slant on a particular culture or a particular race or, or whatever it may be. My guest today, he, we've, he's been on before, and I was talking about uh, talking about him the other night with my wife because he it has, has very thought-provoking um, conversation. We've had thought-provoking conversation. One thing I can say is even though his, uh, some of his ideology may be different than mine, he's never been disrespectful on the show, has always showed us great respect. We've talked on several occasions outside of uh, Moments of Grace, and he's always had, always been a very graceful and elegant man. And I would like to welcome Roderick uh, Edwards to the show. He has a new book that is The Other White People uh, from Vikings to Russians. So, Roderick, welcome to Moments of Grace. And, and when you introduce yourself, would you just tell people about yourself as well?
1: Well, thank you, Dr. Butler, for having me back. As you said, I've been here before. I really appreciate being here and the fact that you are willing to tackle these tough topics. So thank you so much. Um, I'm Roderick Edwards. I've written about 25 books on various controversial topics and fiction and history and anything you might get. Uh, I have a background in data analysis, oddly enough, so I was a really boring life and And but I always thought about things. So as while I'm sitting here crunching numbers, I'm thinking about things, deep things. And eventually they made it to the paper and become books. And I now live in the forest here in the middle of Florida. So I'm kind of tucked away, but I still am observing all the things that are going around. And lastly, uh I'm an adoptee. And I think we had this discussion once before because I think you have some adopted children or or have experience. Right. 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 So it gives me a different perspective because an adoptee is somebody who, even if they're adopted by a loving family, there's a disconnect to some degree where they always feel a little bit alone. And so right. they're allowed to see things in a different way. And so I think that's also what helps inspire us from the way I write my books.
0: Right, and and your, your writing, like I said, um, I, I have to commend you because even though, um, like I said, we may have some controversial topics that we talk about, y- your presentation is all, well, now that you've said that, I didn't know that you were a data analyst. So that now I understand your writing because <laughs> you're very analytical in your writings. Um, and, and with that said, this new book that you've written, because again, we have so much, I said again, you know, uh, I'm, I'm changing some of my terminology and thought process as well as I'm moving forward. Um, you know, this whole culture wars that we have, I see it more as cult wars. Uh, that my cult is is better than yours is kind of the tribal thing, but we dress it up and 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 make it more palatable by calling it cultural wars. Uh, and your your new book, um, the other white people from uh, Vikings to Russians, uh, wh- where did where did the dynamics for this this uh, book come from?
1: Well, as you know, I wrote a previous book called The History and Future of Black People. Which... Right. Again, I write titles on purpose to, to spark your, what the, heck, right. what the heck is this guy writing for? What's, what right. it provokes your interest? Uh, and it was about a little bit about that book. It was about some of the history and the future, the, the how, how the, the black race, I, I hate to even say it that way. Cause mm-hmm. you know, there's, no, there's no such thing It's black people, just as there's right. no such thing as white people right. that it's all just a misnomer, but also. I began to think about white people in general and how they're always being accused of every ill on the face of the earth whether Mm it's the 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 death and 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 exploitation of the native americans or or bringing africans to america well there's other white people that had nothing to do with that right right. and we're talking about the vikings and the russians they weren't any part of any of that but yet they still get blamed but anytime you see some people in these culture wars that you're talking about anytime they see a white person they they ascribe to them all the ills of every white person, just right. like in the other reverse. When sometimes when people see a black person, they ascribe to them every ill that a black person may have. They have seen and experienced from a black person, just an individual. Right. Exactly. And so, one more thing about the cultural wars, I think I've zeroed in. The cultural wars isn't between liberal and and conservative, or Democrat and Republican. It's really between collectivist and individualist. Hmm. I think the world has been moving towards a greater freedom for the individual to Mm -hmm. to express himself and to to do his thoughts but you're having this pushback now from collectives you know Mm -hmm. it takes a village or you know you got to all do it together we're all in this together it sounds great at first but when you when you get collectivism going on you also get control because you get a large group of people or just a loud group of people like we see in cancel culture a large Mm -hmm. a loud group of people telling other people they're not allowed to say something they're not allowed to do something they're not allowed to be friends with somebody And so I think we're in a culture war of collectivism against individualism.
0: Got you. Got you. Yeah. It's, it's um, I, I I think some of what you're saying and and we've had this this conversation before, I'm I'm more of a, more on the uh, collectivism uh, as long as it's controlled by the people. Uh, Some people would call that communism, socialism, whatever they want to call it. But I think that it, it it can work and does work um, because we, you know, the individual is not you live out in the woods. I don't. <laughs> so, you know, as an individual, you can build, you know, you can have your septic tank out there in your well. That's that's, you know, I, I, I need the infrastructure uh, right. where I live. So so it has this good good and it's bad on, on both issues. But I want to um, I want to turn back around to and people may or may not know uh, Russia has never enslaved um, any uh, group of color. Uh, you know, of course, because they have a border with China, of course, they've had their skirmishes on their borders. But um, what is the little bit of the history leading into, you know, that Viking to Russian piece? What what would lead us into that maybe from a historical context, if you don't mind?
1: Well, there was obviously just about any place on the face of the planet. There's always been a population, right? right? an indigenous population. And that's right. the same is true of Russia. So the Slavs, it's a group of people that were basically in Russia before the current Russians got there. Mm-hmm. Where did the Russians come from? they come from a group called the Rus, which are basically Scandinavian Vikings that moved eastward. And at the time, just like in, in uh, America, in pre-Columbus America, there was really no set borders. There was no country. There was nothing like that, really. Right. It was just nomadic peoples. And so here comes the Rus, the Vikings, and they start building actual society out of it. So. Even though we'd say they don't, the Russians have never enslaved anybody. They did, to some degree, displace or absorb,
0: colonized still,
1: right? To some degree, to some degree. So yes, they have done that, but no, they have not. Matter of fact, I think I'm trying to remember from my book. It's been a while since I wrote it. All these books don't come out until a year after I write them, so I I have to remember. But there was a an African man, which I can remember name, who was given as a gift from the Moors, I think it was, to the. to the Russian monarch at the time, I can't remember his name, I think it's Peter the Great, perhaps. But anyhow, when he was given to him, the, the, the Russian monarch freed him and made him part of his court and adopted him as his godson. Right. He ended up being the uh, Russia's most famous uh, poet. And I wish right. I had the, the name on my head, but I just right. don't, I'm sorry. We can look it up later, perhaps. Right. So if th- they did just the opposite. They didn't see
0: people as, as commodities. They saw people as people. In fact, my daughter's name is Adriana, and not a lot of people know. I don't think my wife knew when we came up with her name, but uh, Adriana Kolensky, which is a, a Russian, uh, famous um, african descendant. Uh, that might be, that yeah, might be the guy. That might be the guy. Well, she, I mean, she's a female, but it's a female. Oh, okay. uh, Yeah, but she's a famous uh, Russian poet that um I, I fell in love with some of her work and so we of course we we named her daughter Adriana which like I said it, it comes from that Russian that, that Russian poet um the the other thing with um the Russian dynamic uh and like we said you know uh every place that's been colonized on Earth um we've had there's always been an indigenous people uh that were there before uh and I think you brought up before and I I, I like the the idea of what you said and I, I've Like I said, when we come together, I try to, um, I try to learn. I'm going to bring in, you know, my, uh, my narrative from my experience, but at at the same time, I want to engraft what is said and and kind of, uh, analytically look at what is said is also. And so, um, one thing that you said in one of the interviews we had was the technology of the conquering, uh, culture. Uh, or tribe or whatever it may be might have overwhelmed and, and maybe with the Vikings because they became very uh, efficient at war. Um, I know they did you know you shared with me they did trading and all these other things but they became very efficient at war. Uh, did you find some of that in their research as they took over what we call the populace of Russia now?
1: Right it's it's obviously it's built into the religion it's mm-hmm. this warrior class of people That's how they get to their heaven they're you know, Valhalla. Valhalla right yeah so if they, they're supposed to go there and, and when you get to Valhalla there's endless fighting up there too so yeah. it's, built in, it's built into their culture right so they die right. the in metal- battle and all that right right, right. like the, like the Klingons you know it's a right, good right, day to right. die right but uh, <laughs> but uh so they got very proficient as you said at, at uh, metallurgy and at shipbuilding right. and the way they built their ships so they could quickly get to places and, and unload quickly and things like that and so yes they brought some of that with them uh the Scandinavian Vikings were a little bit less warlike than the Nor- norwegian Vikings mm-hmm. once you see on TV right. so they were a little less they were more interested in silver finding silver and okay. they were opening a way to the uh, to, to the muslims to the to the whole region over there and they were finding they could make trade with them into the arab region got you got you
0: now um what I want to do if we can Roderick is take a little small break and then we're going to come back and we're going to continue our discussion um because uh since you you've brought up uh, Vikings and, and the Russians, uh, I've I've done an analysis and I'm I'm going to give a little bit of an analysis on the the last three Marvel um, movies that I saw. And one that's getting ready to come out, and I want you to to uh, give me your take on it. So when we come back, we're going to talk a little bit about uh, what I have seen and what disturbs me. And I might be wrong, I might be right, but I'll I'll throw it out there and see what you think. Okay? Perfect. All right. We're talking with Roderick Edwards, who has written a book, several books, uh, 25 overall, and his latest book is The Other White People from Vikings to Russian. And we'll be right back after these messages. This is your host, Dr. Adrian Butler. Stand by. We'll be right back. What if you worked as hard as you could, but still couldn't make all of your obligations? You worked two or three jobs. And you still couldn't make ends meet. You know, most Americans are living from paycheck to paycheck. And some of our American brothers and sisters, even our veterans, are already living in shelters, living in their cars or dwellings not even suitable for human dwelling. Well, we have something to help the poor. It's called the Grace Project. But the Grace Project is an initiative to build clean, affordable homes for our homeless families, and veterans. They have to go through a rigorous process. We don't just give them homes and we put them in a position where they no longer have to live in a shelter or in places not suitable for human dwelling. If you'd like to learn more, please go to www.graceproject.info or you can give at graceprojecthomes.com. Again, www.graceprojecthomes.com. All one word. And we'll see you on the other side. Let's get some of these families and our veterans off the street. God bless you and have a day of grace.
2: Wouldn't you like to start your day upbeat and motivated? Dr. Butler has written a wonderful book. It is called A Moments of Grace. It is a devotional for a busy life. You can get your copy at www.drajrbutler.com.
0: Okay, and we're back. This is your host, Dr. Ariel Weller, and I have my guest with me, my friend. I'm going to call you my friend, uh, Roger Edwards. We've had conversations and and text messaging each other. And I mean, you know, sometimes those long threads and it's, has nothing to do with anybody else it's just you know he and i conversating and i promised you Roger i was i had an analysis from the last three marvel movies that i've watched one has really really disturbed me and i think it has racial undertones with what marvel has done and you tell me what you see out of what i'm saying i could be way off base but i'm going to throw it out there anyway and I, you said you're you're in the woods there in florida i don't know if you've seen it seen any of these movies but um, I just had an opportunity, went to the movies uh, a few uh, weeks ago and saw uh, Thor Love and Thunder. That's the uh, newest one. That's the newest one Thor movie. Right. Okay. And um, then I had an opportunity to see Doctor Strange something universe. And there's a new um, Wakanda Forever Black Panther movie that's coming Is out. it out
1: yet? No, it's still, no, no it comes it.
0: out in November. But I'm saying right. that the trailer is out. The trailer is so moving. I'm not lying. And I teared up because of the you know loss of Chadwick Boseman. They're really playing into that. Um, so, so let me let me cover the Doctor Strange movie. The first character that we see is a young lady uh, who has powers that she's being chased all over the metaverse that's called America. Uh, she comes from a dimension where both her parents are homosexual. Okay, um, she is being chased by um, the—I think it's called a Scarlet Witch, who, of course, her—you know—her whole whole thing is red. So I'm going to make this very quick. The analysis very quick. Um, and I saw in that movie a lot of the political and social things that are going on in America. I mean, it—it's just riddled with that. I mean it, it, it is so blatant you know if you if you're a deep thinker or somebody that thinks beyond just what they're handing you for entertainment and maybe I think too much I don't know um the next movie that I had an opportunity to see was Thor um Love and Thunder um totally totally my friend um a comedy of Arabs uh, I did not enjoy it Um, It made Thor as a Caucasian, uh, very buffoonly, very buffoon um, uh, movie to me, Um, almost as if he was and even they bring up Zeus and all this. And and it's really, really, um, really comedic how they portray Thor and all these other um, pagan Norse gods or whatever you want to call it. And then Wakanda Forever, the trailer came out. Very, it seems like it's going to be a very, very serious movie, a uh, very entertaining but serious movie dealing with, you know, the colonization and all that and the, and the culture, but but a l- little bit more serious. Again, like I said, if I am overanalyzing, forgive me. <laughs> but it, it's almost as if the Thor Forever, because the character main character is Caucasian, has been made. Uh, for the total audience, a buffoon. And the more serious nature of Black Panther, and then like I said, this Doctor Strange movie all together in, like I said, it's it's overwhelming. The main character's name is America. It's overwhelming that it is a uh, uh, speak on the culture. Knowing that you have, maybe have not seen the movies, what do you take from what I'm saying? If you have seen them, you can throw that out there. If you haven't, then, then that's fine.
1: I have not seen all the movies. I might have seen some of the past ones, but your your point on because of the fact i actually mentioned a lot of this stuff in the book there's gonna okay. be a concerted effort to and i'm glad you brought it up because if i brought it up it wouldn't sound right, right. i got but you my friend there's a concerted effort to de-white mm-hmm. you know everything white is 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 stupid everything right. white is buffoonish mm-hmm. i mean you even see commercials if you look at commercials right. they always depict the the male as buffoonish and effeminate to some degree mm-hmm. he's never masculine like he used to be you know macho or strong he's all even the woman that any of the women that's on there is always making them look yeah dominant.
0: and then Smarter, also, the whole, right. the whole gamut. Th- and I think that's not just with uh, with the Caucasians. I think that's masculinity period. In, right, in the but didn't so, you more. See it. Yeah, because you. also you
1: we also compare white men with other raced women. Of course.
0: In, yeah, in yeah, persons. we see that. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So there's a lot of that going. So there's some manipulation going on, and now you see more and more of that in movies and books. For example, I'm. I'm hard pressed to sell my books because, they're, again, they're serious, they're, they're thought provoking. Mm. The biggest market of books nowadays is LGBTQ books. Right. Which I'm not right. saying anything wrong about it, but oh, right. come on.
0: They're no longer... That's third percent. Yeah, that's third right. to the seven percent of our population. Right. And it's taken over 100 percent of the media. Right. And when you have your flags
1: flying from every U.S. Embassy, you're no mm. longer marginalized. Right. You're no longer second class citizen. Right. Your voice is being lifted higher than anybody else. Exactly. So. That's, you can't claim that, that, you know, and it's not, you know, you, you and I are about the same age, but when we were in school, there's always that person that wanted to be different and cool, so they would Mm -hmm. dress in black, or they'd do something different that set themselves apart. Well, after a while, so many people do that, and then it becomes cliche, and nobody does it anymore. Right. I think we're almost getting to that level here with this whole LGBTQ, it's not, we've seen enough of it. It's time to be people.
0: I'm with you 100%. And in fact, I'm, uh, and, and there may be people all over the world. Cause like I said, we have a very, very uh, 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 swath of, of, uh, of audience. And I believe it or not, I have a very large audience of lesbian women that that follow what we do. Uh, I'm not here to judge. I'm here to love, but I also have to uh, look at the reality of things as well. Um, and one of the realities that I'm dealing with now, trying to come with um, with a uh, and and hopefully someone will listen, will come on a show where I can talk to them, is the um, again, we're not bashing anybody, we're just because these are are cultural issues we're talking about, cult issues we're talking about Um, is the uh, modified humans or modified uh, uh, males or, or females that now want to compete and genetically uh, birthed women's events. Um, I don't care what you say. Um, you can take hormones and everything else. You've lived your life where your muscles and structures um, as a male have developed. So you are still stronger. Even if, if, you know, even if I stopped eating for a week, Roderick, I would be absolutely weak. But there's still, I'm still stronger than my wife. If that makes sense, there's still right. some genetic things that I'm still stronger than your everybody. upper upper body strength, especially it, it, it definitely so to to look at someone breaking records or beating women and in, in track and feel uh, case in point. I forget what the uh, person's name is. Um, they were they were ranked uh, 19th in in men. And this is swimming. Now, Leah um, Thomas, I think it is probably, probably so the name they're using. I think so. Um, 19th in, in the in the track and field of men and breaking breaking female world records um if you to me this is me now if you really want to move your agenda forward this is not the way to do it because oh, there's even people in, in the homosexual community not the trans community
1: right. are saying hey look you've hijacked our entire message you've right, destroyed right, and i right. i think we discussed that a little bit last time on mm-hmm. the history of the future of black people yeah. that in general it seems like that group was hijacking the black struggle exactly. message as well. And they were taking, Hey, wait, Hey, here we're homosexual over here. We're trans. And we're just like the discrimination that went against black people. No, it's not the same. People.
0: Right. Right. Yeah. I, and, and I totally agree, my friend. I totally agree. And again, it's no bashing. We're just right, right. looking at events in the world and guys, you know, if you don't think people are having these, these discussions in their homes or within their own private, um, uh, and as you go, as you guys can see, we are we are of two, two different uh, what a, what America considers races. We're, we're part of the human race, or two ethnicities. I will put it like that. Um So if if Roderick is talking about that, and, and uh, Roderick, am I true to say maybe conservative thought process? Uh, maybe conservative.
1: I guess that's the closest conservative slash libertarian. But I don't like gotcha. a lot of things that libertarians say. So gotcha. got gotcha.
0: you. So so more conservative. Uh, I'm, i have been apolitical uh after the last regime we've had uh, and i've seen all the discourse of course since january 6 I've, I've become a little bit more uh, liberal i've become a whole lot more liberal um, uh, because again as a soldier um, i'm even now i think i'm constitutionally uh, um, mentally still stuck on defending this country and anything and anybody that would come against it foreign or domestic uh, they have a problem with me, you know. I'm still the guy that that flies his flag. I don't care about my skin color. I know a lot of African Americans do not any longer. I still fly my flags and still have my flags in my yard, and the whole gamut. So, so uh, <laughs> can, go we ahead, si- my
1: can we side side move for a second? You just brought up something really important. I think. Say again, you, now. You brought up something really important because the ideas that are in the Constitution, the Declaration mm-hmm. of Independence. I mean, if you forget who wrote it and oh, their background. The ideas that are expressed in though are great ideas. The idea anybody can embrace. Anybody. It doesn't matter who wrote them, but they're great ideas, and equality for all people, you know, everything else. There should be no reason why, oh, I don't I don't like that, so I'm going to reject the American flag. I'm going to reject everything about America. If you had to create your own country, what would it be about? Most people would say freedom for everyone. Well And fairness, right. Right. Mm-hmm. And that's what that's what's actually articulated right. in the Constitution, the Declaration of Independence,
0: no matter who wrote it. And I believe this is just me believing and maybe I'm believing because I think I try to have good and all, even though, uh, you know, 60 to 70 percent of them were slaveholders. I still believe that this is me now. I still believe that God interjected that this nation uh, one day would have uh, this melting pot of people, that it would still speak to everyone and being fair to everyone. And, and like you said, if we would get out of our own way, get out of our own cult, <laughs> again, get out of our own cult and look at the collective. Um, I had someone ask me the other day because uh, I lived several years in Europe when I was in the military. And they said, well, you know, how, how were you treated when you were in the military I said, in, in Europe? I said, like, like a king. I said, I was fine. You know, they said, well, you didn't run across any racial dynamic. I said, let, let me share this with you. Um, you know, in Germany right now, it is illegal to have Nazi paraphernalia, from my understanding. Uh, when I was stationed there, um, they would always ask what country you were from. They could see that there was a racial difference, but that didn't matter because there are African descent Germans. So that that racial dynam- dynamic, I've only seen it um, from that perspective here in America. To to some instances. Uh, and you like you like you on pins and needles what you got Roger
1: no no I, I agree with you I've, I've interacted because I'm data analyst I was in a international logistics was the background of my data okay. analyst and so I interact with many people in my companies and such from different com- countries and what I found interesting sorry about that what I found interesting is that often black people will use that phrase again mm-hmm. from other countries not from America didn't have and I get why, but they didn't have this chip on their shoulder. You matter of fact, they didn't even present themselves as black, right? right. You, you didn't even. you sometimes you forgot they were black because they weren't mm-hmm. throwing it in your face. Hey, I'm a black person and here. You have to respect my blackness. It wasn't mm-hmm. even about that. So right. I I think and I, I can't say it because I'm going to get called racist. But if
0: Man, black I say what you guys say you on my show, so I'm not
1: yeah. worried about people like Americans people can move beyond that mm-hmm. and just present itself as hey, forget the, the fact that I'm black. I'm a human being, if they can present themselves that way. But if you if you, if you're black, if you're Hispanic, if you're white, if you're gay, if you're whatever, if you want a person to see that first, then present that first, and that's what right. they'll see first. But if well, you present yourself as a human being first, they they may not. I'm not saying that people won't still do it, right. but they may not.
0: Yeah, and that was gonna be my point, is because right. you know, um I live in the South and there are there are tons of microaggressions and 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 you, you I, I think, you know, over the years you and I have talked. Uh, You're not going to find any more positive person. I don't, if I go into any situation, I'm going to go in. Hey, how are you doing? You having a good day? Everything else. Now, what comes out of your mouth is going to determine how I'm going to react. Right. So if I pick up on that microaggression, like I said, I live in the South. I live in a very, very uh, different part of the South. Uh, Very, very, you know, only 8% of of, uh, uh, minorities live in the community I live in. And so the um, the attitudes uh, come out very quickly, very quickly. They let you know very quickly where they stand. Mm -hmm. I think that's the big difference, my friend. Like I said, uh, with African-Americans is that after you have gone through being burnt every day with everybody, it is very difficult not to have that chill. Unless you, and so you can't ask everybody to. Hey, everybody, just get that chip off your shoulder. No, no, definitely. No, no, no. But what I'm saying is, is is our experience is, it's kind of like a boxer. You know, when we walk out the door, we have to have the gloves on because I don't know what's going to be thrown at me that day. You know, I would love to come out the door without any gloves. (laughs) You know, Mm -hmm. you know, like I said in Europe, that's the way I live. I came out the door without any gloves. I wasn't concerned about anybody. Uh, reacting to what they saw, it is primarily an American. If you can have, if if I can have the discussion with African Americans, what you said, then my thing to whites would be, if I'm, if we would use that that thing, uh, is the stop with the aggression. <laughs> you know, so so what your your thing is, if black people would would stop acting like a chip chip on the shoulder, my my response would be, stop putting the chip on my shoulder, and it'll exactly. never be there. Yeah. So, like I said, we always have these discussions. We always have good discussions and, and, uh, you know, coming from both, both, uh, both dynamics and both experiences. But I really always enjoy having you, my friend. Um, our time is running short. How can people get your book?
1: Well, you could go to rodericky.com forward slash white or just go to Amazon and any books and look up the other white people. Um, I'm working right now with a guy to, to put it on audiobooks. So that'll be okay. good as well. And I really love feedback. and unfortunately we just don't have these conversations enough true, anymore true. and one two things i ask in the book real quick is one is what's the difference between justice and revenge hmm. i think that needs to be discussed before we even discuss racial issues hmm. and the second one oh man what was my second question G-
0: give me the answer on that one if you don't mind
1: i'm not so certain hmm. i even know the answer but i know what society tells us the answer a third party unbiased party is supposed to be the one who administers justice if right. you do it yourself it's called revenge yeah but if somebody else does it's called justice i'm not so yeah. certain that's true especially now in this uh hyper politicized environment where even yeah. the people who are in the justice department are employing revenge you know right right so yeah yeah
0: so those are the questions it, i asked it's um and, and and i i agree what is what is i don't know if it was a klingon saying or or <laughs> or, or kane when he when he said uh you know revenge is a, is a dish served called <laughs> And I may be, I may have, I may have my quote wrong from one of, uh, you're, one of my you're Star Trek.
1: Right? You're watch, you watching all these uh, Marvel shows and Star Trek. Oh man, I'm
0: not, I'm not, <laughs> I'm not, I'm still, I'm still, and <laughs> I got a 12 year old, so Mr. I have Mr. to watch. You're sure. a
1: doctor, doctor's article. You're supposed to you're be not serious not all the time. <laughs> Do, that
0: does not matter. Look, I, I, I interact with people. I love people. Uh, and like I said, uh, I can't talk about these issues if I don't know anything about them. You know what I'm saying? So I can't, you know, can't get so high on my horse and say, oh, well, no, I could never do that. Or I could never do this. I can't tell you what I'm going to do. Me and my wife, we enjoy living and uh, I'm going to enjoy this life because I still say we live in a very, very beautiful, beautiful country. The opportunities are here. Um, And I think if people would uh, give the country an opportunity and give other people an opportunity to show... Um, how loving all of us can be with each other. I think we'd be in so much of a better place. But unfortunately, we have a lot of Americans have drunk the Kool-Aid. You know, it is the arc, the arcs, they're um, that run the country. Their main focus and main vision, as the Bible says, a house divided shall not stand, is to keep us separated. You know, for us to, to never get past the racial differences for us to never get past the economic differences. So they can use all that to manipulate us at things. all, at all times. Cause keep in mind, it, it's all about them producing and making more and us consuming and get, and having less exactly. bottom right. line. And that's, you know, that's, that's the, that that's the dynamic that that's going on. I feel that's going on in our country, and and you know the old saying: the rich get richer and the poor get poor. Um, you know, and that's 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 about it. But Roderick, thank you so much for being uh on the show with us. You have anything else for before we get out of here, my friend?
1: No, just again, I'd love feedback, and you know, there's this is conversation that we can have without hostility.
0: We can do this. Oh, definitely. Oh, definitely. If if we if we're willing to do it with. Um, with some kind of decorum and love. I think, I think that's the, the, the one thing that we, we miss is the love for humanity and the love for one another. Uh, we can have these conversations. Uh, they're not going to go away. Um, but before we go, let me ask you this question. Cause I had a conversation with a gentleman yesterday and I think he was just so, um, I think he was so on point. Um, you're a little bit younger than I am. I'm, I'm, uh, I'm not going to say I'm, 60 years old. I'm not going to say that, <laughs> but but you're a little bit younger than I am. Uh, what do you see with the next generation? Do you, do you think with all of the, um, divide that we have that it's, it's taking hold on this next generation, or do you see some hope?
1: Well, I was going to ask you a question, which it feeds into my answer. Mm. You're, you're a, uh, I'm going to use the word religious man for mm-hmm. the sake of, and for most of my reading of the Bible, the Bible teaches that, uh, the humans of fallen race that, that we that we have proclivities to to do not loving things right it's a it's a difference when we actually do loving things so my point is is that i'm not so certain that the next generation has seen all this hypocrisy from their parents and their grandparents and, and they just i think they just want to drop out of all of it i'm not certain how whether that's going to do to us and then we have all the uh the immigrants coming here from other countries we're, we're taking 20 year olds and 30 year olds from places like nicaragua and Salvador what are they going to have left who's going to build their societies once they're all here so yeah. it, i don't know it's just a big mash of of chaos that's happening i see it coming soon
0: i got you uh i well i wouldn't say religious i i i and in, in some of my more uh i guess you would say more religious friends when i say this kind of cringe when i say i'm not a i'm not a christian i am a a, a disciple of yahshua a disciple of christ and so his teachings are, um, are what I try to follow. Uh, so I don't dismiss the other parts of the Bible, but uh, his teaching, I feel, are solid teachings for life and for, and I believe he is my savior. Um, so they're my solid teachings for, for life, for how to treat people. And to include, if you understand the Apocrypha, the Siddhapiqa, and I think we, we touched on that on some other occasions, maybe not on the show. Um, that Christ's teaching was more about the inner man more so right. than the construct of the church having more authority of the temple, having more authority. Uh, he dealt more with the, the inner person, but that's for discussion for another day. We don't, <laughs> don't want to go well, I, have,
1: I have another book called the reasons for religion. You sure coming do. I'm pretty soon. So we'll have that right. coming up soon. I'll discuss that.
0: Then. Wonderful. Well, please do. And, and we'll have you back on uh On the show, on moments of grace, but always a ha- good to have you on here, Roderick.
1: Always great to be on. Thank you again for having me.
0: Wonderful, wonderful. uh We have just talked with Roderick Edwards, who has written a new book. And guys, go out and get this book. It's uh, "The Other White People from from Vikings to Russian." As you can see, we we cover a whole gamut <laughs> of discussions. But the one thing that um Roderick and I have is respect for each other. Um uh, We can talk and have discourse without being um uh vile with each other we can have differences of opinions that's going to happen with everyone not just culturally but that's going to happen with everyone and it's it, it, so it, it depends on where you are your level of maturity can you have these these discussions without trying to make sure that you're right as you heard about me saying on the on the uh on the interview on our discussion, there's some things that he's had I've I've engrafted in my own thought process because I thought it was uh, it was valid. It was he presented it very well and I could see it. So therefore, it has become part of my narrative as well. And that's the big thing is that when we, be, we learn how to love one another, learn how to work with one another, we can learn how to get along with one another. And with that said, so happy that you guys were here with us here on Moments of Grace, and we look forward to having you back with us on our next, next episode. Uh, this is your host, Dr. Adrian Butler. Remember to love God, love life, keep the light on. We'll see you next time on Moments of Grace.